Do you have a workload imbalance at home? Does it feel like you're doing way more than your fair share when it comes to the amount of work that it takes to take care of your home, the meals, your responsibilities, and taking care of the people around you? If so, today's episode is for you. I'm your host, April Star Boyd, and this podcast is a place where we talk about how we're showing up in our lives, in our conversations, and in our relationships, where we take more responsibility for how we're doing and what we need on our side of the yard, and less responsibility for over-functioning, too much caretaking, and people-pleasing for the people on their side of the yard. So thank you so much for being a part of this conversation with me. So I've been looking up some statistics and because I'm curious of where that's at that day these days, because one of the things that I often hear from my female clients, particularly in heterosexual relationships, is that they are doing way more than their fair share of the work that it takes to run a household and keep everything moving smoothly. So I've looked up a few different studies for this and basically it works out to, seems like the consensus is that there's around a two hour difference a day between the amount of work that women do at home and the amount of work that men do at home. I don't think any of us are shocked by these statistics. So today I want to share some thoughts and some considerations for you that I think are going to help you to shift this dynamic a little bit and make this work a little bit easier. So first off, one of the things I've come to see time and time again in my couples therapy work and couples practice is that both people usually feel like they're doing a lot right? She'll say, you know, I'm totally stressed out. I'm spread way too thin. I need more help and equality around here. And he'll say, I'm also stressed out. I'm also spread thin. I'm also feeling like I'm struggling to keep up with everything. And I think that both of these perspectives are valid because when we think about it like this, I saw this actually great uh, post on Instagram, but it just really felt so true to me. And it said that really, if you're tired, if it feels like you're failing and you can't keep up with everything that you need to do, the problem isn't you. The problem that is that we're living lives where it used to be that we had a community and a circle around us that helped us to manage all the tasks and all the things that we needed to do. But now we're doing that solo or alone with our partner. And so what I often see when I'm talking to a couple clients is this phenomenon that ultimately they are a village of two. And this is a really big deal because it means that both people are working hard. Both people are stretched thin 
And so when couples kind of start to get into this fight with each other of who's busier, and the statistics would support that obviously not in all cases, but that in a lot of cases, women are still doing more hours at home of labor than men. At the same time, people are spread thin. And so I think what happens is then they start to turn towards each other and say, you're not doing enough. You're not pulling your share. And both people are often feeling like they're the one that's doing more in the relationship, regardless of the actual hours, because everybody is working hard and is spread thin. But couples start to turn on each other and say, the problem is, is that my partner isn't doing enough. Where in reality, the more complex and often more true conversation is we are running a household and maybe a family and a life with a team of two when these things used to be managed by a village and a community and a multi-generational home. And now we're doing it all solo. So this is what I want you to encourage you to think about is where are your outside resources? Who else can you possibly share some tasks with? Maybe they look after your kids one night, you look after their kids one night right? Maybe they do carpool one day, you do carpool one day. Where can we start to get creative and open and requesting the support of your village? And the hard thing is, is that this does take time and work to start to build this up. I absolutely know that that phenomenon is true and it's not easy, but this is where we have to kind of look at you know, something's got to give. So where can we find and ride out our own discomfort? (laughs) Because most people I talk to, myself included, we're not used to receiving easily, right? It's so much easier in so many ways to just do it ourselves. It's so much easier to not ask and not risk being a burden. It's so much easier to just function on our own And then end up resenting our partner day by day, year by year for feeling like they're not keeping up with us and maybe the problem is them. So just something to think about where and how can you outsource any of this? And for the families that can afford to, you know, the idea of hiring some help can be an amazing, amazing self-care strategy whether that's getting somebody, you know, the kid next door to cut the grass, hiring a babysitter so that you've got just a little bit of breathing room to recharge your own batteries or run some errands in a way that's a bit easier and more manageable, right? Whether that's hiring a cleaner, starting to look at, you know, where can you start to bring in a little more support and help? And maybe where can you trade and share, right? And barter, some of these needs with the people around you. The next thing that I want you to consider is often 
One of the reasons why we're bumping heads with our partners around who's doing what in the house is because we actually have really different standards for how things should be done and what should be done. And without realizing it, we end up transferring our standards onto our partners as if that's just automatic truth. Here's how things should be done. Here's what things should look like. Here's what organized looks like. Here's what a good running house looks like. But these are not universal truths. These are our own personal preferences. And I know I have been guilty many, many, many times of essentially holding my partner accountable for living up to my standard of how I think our house should run or what should be getting done when that's actually been very different for him. So you maybe will notice as you check in with your partner that you each kind of have different things that irk you, (laughs) right? Where like maybe they're interested in taking care of a task or a job that you don't really seem to feel is like that important or contributing, right? We each kind of have our list of what the urgent stuff is and what actually needs done and how. As an example, one of the things my partner always does is his pet peeve is dandelions in the yard. I have no idea why this bothers him so much. All I know is that as soon as he sees a dandelion in the grass, on the driveway, wherever that is, he instantly is in action mode and is getting rid of it. Anything else he was doing at that moment stops and he goes and takes care of the dandelions. This is not something that feels like it's contributing to the household for me because this is not something that lands on my radar of things I really cared about in this moment, right? In that moment, I was maybe more concerned about the dishes in the sink or the dinner prep that needs started or, you know, the fact that the cushions are a mess on the couch, right? But for him, this is what he noticed and this is what bothered him. So this is what he put into action. So I think a lot of us without realizing it, again, we're holding our partners to a standard that is just our own preference. And I think we need to account for that a little bit with our own managing our own frustrations, right? So my preference is that the bed is made And the throw cushions that I have are like neatly organized on the bed the way that I like them. That's my preference. My partner could not care less that we have throw cushions or understand that they offer any value at all. (laughs) And so he couldn't care less if they get organized and set up nice and neat or if they don't. I might as well be saying to him, hey, each time when you leave the house... Could you do a handstand for 30 seconds first? It is just arbitrary and specific to me in his mind. It's my need. 
it's my preference, that possibly has nothing to do with him, right? So notice that it's very possible if you and your partner are clashing, you just have really different standards for what needs done and how. The other thing to take note of is you might just have very different ways of doing things as well. One of the things that I have come to notice in my own relationship is, and about my own self, is about I am a multitasker. For better or worse, it is just the natural rhythm of how I run. So I'm doing laundry as I'm prepping food, as I'm listening to a podcast, as I'm responding to emails, right? There's probably all kinds of things out there that could say, hey, April, here's why that's not the best strategy, but it's the one that works for me. It's the way I am. My partner, on the other hand, I've come to realize is not a multitasker. So check in and notice if this feels like this hits home for you as you step back and almost with a bird's eye view, look at how you operate versus how your partner operates. As an example, my partner's making a call to get the internet fixed. And you know how they put you on hold with the music for like 30 minutes before you get to speak to anybody? When I'm on hold in those moments, I have my phone on speaker and I'm cleaning or I'm tidying or I'm cooking or I'm like doing something with that 30 minute time that I would be on hold. My partner is sitting in front of the phone waiting, waiting. And if I say to him, hey, could you do this or this right now? He'll look at me like I am a crazy person and say, April, I'm on hold right now. Same applies for how we approach cooking in many ways. So when I'm boiling a pot of water, I'm also cleaning out the fridge, chopping vegetables, right? Responding to text messages. I'm multitasking. When my partner is boiling water, and I've observed this, (laughs) I've done a bit of a study. He is standing there in the kitchen, sometimes leaning against the fridge with a level of peace and relaxation that I have no way of identifying with or relating to at all. He's just chilled out, standing there with his arms crossed, waiting for the water to boil. I could not, if I tried, just stand there and wait, right? I would go and sing. So as we kind of look at the level of activity and input, output that I'm doing as I move throughout the tasks of my house, as opposed to what my partner might be doing in that same hour, there are times when that is significantly different. And it's not because he doesn't respect me. It's not because he doesn't love me. It's because we fundamentally have very different processes of how we do things. So 
This brings us to the next piece of, you know, and first I want to acknowledge, you know, obviously the way we're conditioned into our gender roles, right? The fact that I grew up with an easy bake oven and a little model kitchen to play with and my partner grew up with GI Joes, right? Like we're conditioned in very different ways that are real and known in our society that foster and develop these templates that we have in our mind that we don't even realize that we're carrying, right? Add on top of that, the patriarchy, add on top of that, misogyny, right? All of those things that, you know, have really devalued women's labor over the course of centuries and ultimately created different standards and expectations for different genders, right? All of those phenomena are real and they filter into our house in ways that we don't even realize, right? And so when we're looking at, you know, Gloria Steinem says always that the personal is political and it's true, right? Our lives sometimes with our partners mirror these dynamics where somehow it's kind of been considered the job of a female in the relationship to do the cooking and the cleaning. So who even knows how all of that even relates to, if it does at all, the idea that while I'm boiling water, I'm also sweeping the floors, but while my partner's boiling water, he's chilled out. But it's interesting to think about, right? Of how this all just kind of comes into the room with us. But we have to be careful not to attack our partners as we're creating change. So this brings us to the idea that when we think about different ways of operating and different standards for how things should be done, and one of those differences in the standards, and I you know, will relate this to you know, the gender inequality differences, you know, part of the reason why I may have a higher standard of what our house should look like is that I also know I carry the social responsibility of that, right? If people come by my house and my house is a mess or a total disaster, they don't walk away and say, wow, Martin's a really messy guy. They walk away and they say, wow, April really doesn't take care of her house. Or her husband. So, you know, all of this kind of gets built into our system and we carry all of this stuff in ways that are even hard to identify in the moment. So I just want to acknowledge that all of that is real, even if it's invisible. <clears throat> and I want to encourage us to kind of claim back some power where we can and reduce some of the tension and conflict in our relationships where we can. And one of them is also this, if our need and our preference is different than our partner, we need to own that. So as an example, you know, sometimes I'll talk to clients and they'll talk about, you know, this imbalance of work in the household. And as I kind of encourage her, you know, in one example, to think about doing a little bit less. So if the standard of where she likes her house is, let's say like a good B plus before it starts to get uncomfortable, right? You know, we all have that line for ourselves of like, what degree of messy 
becomes bearable or not. So as I'm encouraging her to say, hey, listen, you work full time, you've got kids at home, like, yes, you want your house to look really nice and feel really nice, but maybe this is just not the season that you're in. Maybe this needs to drop to like a B minus, right? One of the things I'll often hear from people is like, you know, but there's times when I really like it. There's times when I'm really in the mood to clean. I put on my music or I listen to my podcast and like it feels good and satisfying for me. I want to be taking care of those things and getting them done. And I'm like, I so relate. I know exactly what you're describing. And don't you find there's an interesting line kind of like a few hours in where we start to get tired We've moved out of that high energy. I'm actually enjoying this zone, but we've kind of kept grinding it out a little bit. And then as the tiredness kicks in and we're no longer enjoying ourselves, we turn and notice that our partner is happily enjoying a show with their feet up and we want to lose our minds. And... Then we turn to our partners and now we're mad at them, right? And without really realizing it, we've tallied up all our efforts and all the amount of work we've done. And we now shoot it like a rocket grenade at our partners and are like, you did this to me. I'm tired because you didn't do enough. Is that true? I think there's a 50-50 kind of split on that. I think we have to own, if this is my need and this is my preference, some of that's on me. I also need to notice my signals that, am I doing this right now because I really want to? And then we own that. And we get careful with like monitoring when our energy starts to dip so we're not over-functioning and overdoing and overworking. And we don't end up then resenting our partners for the fact that we're burnt out. And I think there's times when we do need to be able to engage our partners and get them to lean in a little more to the things that need done. And I think one of the challenges of this is to do things in a way that becomes light and easy and doesn't turn into a fight and doesn't become this constant thing of, you know, I have to nag my partner a hundred times, which by the way, one of the most brilliant things I heard in couples uh, counseling training was the trainer at one point in time, I think it was Sue Johnson at that moment, had made the statement that a nagging wife is an unheard wife. A nagging wife is an unheard wife. And isn't that so true? right? If you had listened and done what I asked you to do the first one or two times I asked you, I wouldn't be nagging you now on the like 14th time I have to ask you. So one of the things that I will do with my partner is this. I'll say, hey, can we do a 10 minute tidy for those moments when, you know, I've looked around and all of a sudden like the level of disarray or what needs done is uncomfortable to me and it feels urgent, right? And then of course that 10 minutes turns into like an hour or whatever it is. And now everything's kind of back to like, 
a place of beauty and ease and I'm comfy again. But that's one of the things that makes it almost an easier request for your partner to hear. Let's do this together 10 minutes. Or I'll say, hey, can we do an hour hour of work right now? And again, usually that goes over in time. By the time, you know, we get up and get moving, you know, we end up being in that zone and doing more than an hour. But again, this is another way to bring my partner into it without turning it into a battle if I'm doing more than you. So I would love to hear what stood out for you, what hit home for you in this episode, and what would you add to how you work to shift the imbalance of labor and responsibility in your home. And I'm doing a free five-day mini course right now. It's called Get Your Partner to Hear You, How to Make Fighting Easier. And in it is five days of really good and useful tools to help get through to your partner if they tend to shut down with defensiveness or reactivity when you're trying to get them to hear you and talk something out. So I will put the link for that in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time.